everybody, and welcome back to iZombie Radio. I'm Chris King, one of your hosts. I'm joined here by the usual crew, Blaze and Sean, and we're here to break down episode 7 of season 5, which I believe is Filleted to Rest, uh, which is another one of those classic iZombie titles that we that we always love. But uh, before we get into the episode, I want to check in with my two co-hosts here. Sean, you just had a birthday, my friend. Uh, I know we talked about it a little bit before we hopped on here, but you want to tell the good people at home about the the beach party and the uh, the good old and the good comics and stuff you got. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't remember much of what happened on the beach. There was some drinking involved, of course, <laughs> as you know, hooligans do on the beach. We have some uh, we have some San Diego Comic Con stories about Sean and drinking. Uh, but... <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that nice. burrito disappeared in like two seconds flat, bro. I, I don't understand where it went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was there, and the next moment I know it's gone. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, some good times with some friends. I got some comic books. I got some other little cool little knickknacks. Uh, Yet another bottle opener to the bottle opener collection with the uh, Guardians cassette tape from the ride over in California Adventure. Uh, just put the connection together when I got it. Holy cow, I have a lot of people working at Disneyland in my life. Yeah. So yeah, if, yeah. I, if I need anything... You got the hookup. You got me. You got the hookup. I, so, so, uh, so you're, you're telling me no one... No one gave you inside access to Galaxy's Edge for your birthday? That's some BS, man. <laughs> uh, because they couldn't. I know, I know, I know. No, sorry. <laughs> like, uh, that's, that's good, though. Yeah. We're glad to hear it was, a, it was a good day, a good weekend overall, and uh, that's awesome, yeah. man. Um, and Blaze, how about... My crowning achievement. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Is this Mighty Morphin Power Rangers picture frame that one of my friends got me from the Dollar Tree. What? <laughs> like that one before? That's cool. It was like what? So now I have a Voltron mug and a picture frame for Power Rangers. There you go. The Dollar Tree. Apparently Dude, they got some good stuff. I was gonna say, don't sleep on the dollar stores, my friends. They can, they show up. I, I got what's it called? I bought from Five Below many a times for my younger siblings back in the day. So. They and they always showed up, man. They they had some good stuff. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, Sean's been celebrating a birthday. Blaze, how about you, man? How have you been? What have you been up to? Anything? Anything new? Anything interesting going on? Just celebrating life. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, just uh, busy with work, and uh, but the days go by quickly, so no complaints here. Just chilling. Uh, that's awesome. That's good. And when, this is Blaze of Mind's second recording of this week as well. We, uh, I don't know. I don't want to tip our hand too much, but start recording something else. So. Um, Ooh, the secret project. But <laughs> I guess it's not not so much secret. It's just we don't know when the episodes are going to start going up. So because we don't want to like give away the dates. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was We're on our way. Yeah, this is my third podcast of the week. So if I seem a little out of it, it's because I've done a lot of talking um, and too much so. And uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm glad everything's going well with you, Blaze. Glad everything's going well with you, Sean. Um, 
I'm still, I feel like, adjusting to my, like, first week of uh, fully summer vacation. It's been really nice. feel kind of like a lazy bum, but I'm not complaining about that. I um, was able to catch up on a lot of TV yesterday, which was good. Caught up on the season of The 100. Um, watched this episode of iZombie that we're about to get into. And hopefully going to try to catch up on some uh, some other CW shows as well soon. Um, do some Netflix binges. Uh, but... Uh, but yeah, and uh, that's really it really going on with me. I leave on Monday for a uh, for a vacation with my family. My dad and that side of the family are going on a cruise together, so I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all that's going on with me. Um, but yeah, uh, let's, you know, without further ado, let's get into it then. Um, Filet to Rest, Episode 7, Season 5. We are officially more than halfway through this final season now. Um, big stuff happened in this episode, especially towards the end. I mean, do we, I mean, there was a lot of twists and turns. There's a lot, lot to get into. Um, I guess, I mean, let's just kick it off with it. Uh, the season's big bad is, is Liv's dad. We, we had that, you know, that was revealed, you know, Liv runs into her mom at the hospital, which I think was something that we've all wanted to see. We've all been talking about, you know, I think Liv's family is something that we'd, we'd hope we could see for a while. And, uh, yeah, and um, and then, you know, it kind of seems like it's somewhat random how the discussion of her dad gets brought up, but it proves to be an important conversation. And... Uh, as uh, his name is revealed to be Martin Roberts, and he's indeed the, the I think he's the the beanpole Bob or the opium guy that we've been. Did I say opium instead of uh, <laughs> uh, yeah again third podcast of the week everyone ladies and gentlemen um uh yeah so yeah I mean it's a huge reveal it definitely gives the villain of the season more personal stakes for Liv. I'm of mixed feelings about it, but Blaze, I want to start with you. What did you think of this reveal? What did you think about Liv reconnecting with her family and, and kind of her mom's just dismissal of her as well? Um, uh, all right, all right. So basically, I don't know. I was not a fan of this. I'm obviously willing to wait it out, but I just feel like I feel like I came to terms with just what we were going to get and what was implausible. And, you know, I just guess I don't care about like Liv's family connection. I definitely think it's interesting. Don't get me wrong. Um, I definitely don't want to undersell that. Obviously this could pay off and work well, but I guess to me it just felt um, pretty crammed in there and pretty forced. Um, like when I first saw Liv's mom, I was just like, Definitely caught off guard, but I was just kind of like, wait, what? Like, why? And I don't know. I'm always willing to give this show its, you know, its fair chance and everything. So we'll see what happens. But this definitely seems like a bold thing to bring up with, like you said, officially uh, past halfway Mm -hmm. in the last season now. So. Yeah, and I, I see what you're saying. I don't know if I love the execution of it. Um, just from the conversation with Liv and her mom. Yeah. 
because the dialogue when she brings up the uncle seemed really forced um, to kind of get into the dad part of the conversation. And my other thing really quick is just that on top of what you're saying for me, I was just like, like, it's one thing if they want to reconnect or reintroduce Liv's mom and brother. Like, I think that's its own thing. And just more so what I had always expected or hoped for in terms of, like, if her family was ever going to make an appearance again in the show. Um, this just feels like... It's just, like, feels like such a weird stretch. Like, that... I don't know. Yeah, I mean... I hope that they just didn't take, like, that aspect one step too far, I guess. So real quickly, because I want to get Sean's thoughts on this in a second, too. I'm of two minds that I didn't like the execution necessarily, but I like what it sets up. Because I like that it gives more personal stakes for this season. Um, and that that I think, like, as I've kind of complained about before, I feel like Liv's kind of been a side character a lot this season. And I feel like now that we're introduced to her, her dad is this villain that we're going to get... You know, we're going to get um, a lot more. Uh, she's going to be a lot more personally invested in this whole uh, in, in this whole threat. And I feel like this is a, a good way to kind of get her involved in it. Um, I, I like I like the personal nature of it now. Sure. I just think how they, I think how they did it was really clunky. I just think that I needed another scene between her and her mom. Whereas their whole conversation and them getting to the dad just felt really, yeah, that conversation felt rushed. Sean, what did you think about it with the conversation between Liv and her mom? Did you think that flowed naturally? Did you think it felt a little more like the writers going, "Well, we need to get to the father plot, so we need her to bring up her dad"? Like, what, what, what did you think about it? Like, part of it seemed forced that little bit of trying to squeeze the dad plot in kind of did the rest of it seemed to kind of pick up from where we left off with her Mm -hmm. the last time we saw her family and i still can't believe she's mad at Liv, knowing what she knows now like the country is literally considering to like nuke this place and you're still gonna like you potentially are in like the most doomed part of the country and you're still unwilling to kind of like patch things up with your daughter. Yeah, seriously. And it, it's weird that it, the dad part was brought up. It seemed a little just out of left field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause, cause like, to me, at least, as soon as the dad part got brought up and she said about him being, like, a drug user and stuff like that, I was like, in my head, as soon as that happened in the episode, I go, okay, so the boss guy, the the uh, utopium pioneer guy is is Liv's dad. As soon as it happened in the episode, I was like, all right, that's it, mm-hmm. done. Yep. Like, I, I, I saw the twist. Yeah, um, I agree. I think that's the issue, is that it called too much attention to itself in its execution. Yeah, um, I just feel like this has never, like, Liv being interested, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Liv being, like, right, that has never been a part of the show, 
her being, I don't ever remember it being brought up. Her, her ever being curious about, like, yeah. It, it's I been was going to say, like, I've, for all I know, I could have missed something. But from what I can remember about the show, it's never, ever since her family's been out of it, like, there has never been anything there story-wise. So it's just kind of like, I, I agree with you, Chris. Like, I definitely think it's hopeful and kind of... Uh, at least a little bit intriguing to for her to have a personal story and uh, have it be clearly a part of the main plot, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Sean, did you want to add any? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how I would have gone about it is not even bring up the whole druggy thing. Like, yeah, kind of with Liv talking about, oh, we know that Uncle blah 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 is my real dad blah blah blah, and she goes, no. In fact, like, they and they get into some conversation, things de-escalate a little bit between her mom and her, and she's like, yeah, by the way, if you want to know, he lives, he's back in town, like, I don't know, I'd rewrite it in a way that would make the very end of, like, the ending of the episode go, oh, so this is what we're doing now, instead of a okay, we kind of already know what's going to happen. So your big dramatic end of episode reveal is that blow has been lessened. And with the final season, you kind of want to get those dramatic reveals, the emotional blows, and raise the stakes as high as possible. And... I just... While it still was kind of a oh kind of moment it still just was like come on guys you're better than this yeah i just think i needed another conversation between them at least like another scene i i just did it felt like an information dump instead of a natural conversation like the first part like the first part i think like sean said worked really well they're they're reconnecting they're you know, she's still pissed at Liv, but, like, I could believe that just because of who her mom was. But after that, yeah, I, I don't know. It it, it kind of lost me. I, I like where we're at with it. I'm curious to see what happens next, um, especially because, you know, uh, so now I guess we can call him Martin Roberts. That's, that's Liv's dad's name. That's our villain. You know, what he's doing with the Romeros, it, it seems very sinister for sure. Um, and now that Liv has kind of tried to reintroduce herself into his life, it seems like we're going to get a lot more of him. And, um, I'm curious to see too, because in that scene, he, he says how much like he almost admires Dolly Durkins, even though she's fighting for the other side. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we're going to get, as we've kind of talked about in these last few episodes, this amplification on both sides of the zombie human spectrum, like Dolly is going to get worse i think with whatever her attacks are whatever her plans are and i think same thing martin now is i think especially with live potentially you know with live literally knocking on his door he i think he's gonna move forward whatever plans he has even more quickly mm-hmm. but uh yeah um interesting developments for sure we'll have to see how it plays out I, again i'm personally happy to see that live's gonna have more uh seems like she's gonna have more to do in these last few episodes that's the one thing about it that i'm really interested in um 
But keeping with Liv, um, I just want to talk about the, the brain in this episode, the chef brain. Um, what did you guys think about it? Did you did you enjoy it? Did you did you think it led to anything like really interesting or, or different? Um, we don't have to spend too much time on it. It wasn't. I don't think it was a huge part of the episode, but I know for me personally, it, it led to some really uh, funny moments. Part- uh, particularly, I loved when uh, Liv got the coffee at the hospital from the tasty coffee machine and, and took a sip, and then said, "You lie!" She hit the coffee machine. <laughs> Uh, I thought that was really good. Uh, overall, what are your guys' thoughts? Either one of the Sean Mathias. Um, I think I'll go. Yeah, mm-hmm. take it away. Yeah. Okay. So, I kind of did... I liked this brain. It, it made live a little... It kind of brought back that sort of type A brain, or that type A that Liv was prior to zombification. So it was a nice little look back. But at the same time, it did lead to some very humorous moments. Especially at the precinct where she drank the coffee and was like, what is this, garbage? And literally has, during an interrogation, has an officer bring her a better cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that whole inter- interaction was funny where she, you know, she said, ah, tolerable, and next time wet the filter. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was good. Yeah, there was, it was fun, and it was it was nice to see her get into that, like you said, and I think it was kind of a, a throwback to to that type A brain, you know, that, that Liv had, you know, that motivated med student that we see in the opening moments of the pilot, um, but even kind of taken up to a, another T, you know, like, uh, a few notches. Um, yeah, I, uh, and I did like, too, that she kind of, I did like, too, this brain didn't overtake Liv that much in this episode. This felt very real to me, where she had those outbursts every once in a while, but, like, she was able to be herself in the conversation with her mom. She was even able to, like, recognize it when she yelled at the, uh, the teens at, at Renegade's hideout. Um, so I, I did like that it didn't feel like it was this overwhelming thing that took over the whole episode. Uh, Blaze, just a quick thoughts on the brain. What did you think about it? Um, I thought oh. that I thought it was pretty solid. Um, like the moments were good. I wish she was able. Like it would have been nice for her to maybe do a little more with food. Mm-hmm. Um, but for what they like chose to do with it, I thought that the jokes and kind of moments landed. Yeah, I did like Robbie too. Live for God's sakes, take the ramelade. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and uh, his kind of like foodiness was uh, was funny in this episode as well. Um, and then speaking of Robbie, he gets to kind of play uh you know a sibling like he gets to reconnect uh charlie you know dr collier with her her long lost twin sister uh in this episode i mean it was an interesting storyline for sure it was nice to bring charlie back into it because I, I i like her as a as a character even though we haven't seen a lot of her this season um but i i did wonder like like what else is Ravi up to? Like mm-hmm. you know, 
I, I kind of was, you know, with the Freilich brain kids, like, I felt like there could have been more pressing things, but um, I don't know. I mean, I, I did like, this was like a nice reminder, though, of of the type of guy that Ravi is uh, and that, um, and also with it, you know, him being able to use the connections with Renegade, obviously with Liv, to not only get her to talk to her on the phone, but to, to set it up that she's going to go see her at the end. Um, it, it was a nice, it was a nice kind of sweet side story. Um, I do wonder if we're going to see Charlie again, though, or, or do you guys think this is it? I'm not sure. I thought that this was, again, interesting. I'm pretty curious to see where they take this as well. Um, uh, I'm not sure. I hope that she's in it maybe like a little, like from here and there, like her character, just because it feels like we barely have seen her on her own in a way. Um, so I don't know. And then the, uh, her twin, what's the twin's name? Lila. Yeah. And then Lila at the end too, like going off with, um, what, uh, the, the chick, the new, uh, I guess Coyote. I, I, I believe her name's Riley. Yeah, Riley. Yeah. So the fact that they're Riley. going off together uh, too is a little interesting. A little interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm curious about. Is like, is that going to carry over into is this is their trip to, um, the CDC going to carry over into the next episode? Yeah. Or was that yeah. Just, or is that just like a background reminder to us that like, oh, don't forget, you know that. Uh, you know, Martin Roberts, he's infiltrated Renegade's mm-hmm. operations as well. Um, Sean, what do you think? Do you think we're going to pick up with the storyline next episode? Do you think it was just like a one-off? What are your What are your thoughts? And and I guess overall too, like, do you think Charlie's going to play still play a big role in the fact that the CDC no longer um. For me, it's tough to say whether or not she comes back or not. Um, honestly, any sort of theory I can throw out is probably just going to blow up in my face again, like it has with every single episode. Okay. <laughs> if I'm being 100% honest. Well, I, all right, so you don't, no theorizing from you? Not at this That's current this moment. Current Okay. No, no. Okay. Did you like this storyline? <laughs> I did. Okay. Um, I thought it was cute, and, you know, for a second there, I thought they were going to actually make up and actually work things out. Yeah, well, I mean, it's nice that it seems like they have, you know, and, and that, yeah. that Ravi's kind of led to this reconciliation of sorts. I mean, it's. It's caused, obviously, because of their mother's illness. Um, with it being Alzheimer's as well, a nice kind of tie-in to the Alzheimer's brain that we got uh, a couple episodes ago. Um, yeah, I and I'm, I'm, I was glad, too, to see that, like, Charlie's favor that she was asking Ravi for was just, like, trying to connect with her sister. It wasn't, like, can you smuggle this in? Can you can you turn my mom into a zombie? Can You know, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't something, like high stakes like that mm-hmm. um it was, it was a nice human story um and in a lot of ways i thought it was a similarly nice story to what we saw with clive and michelle 
Um, Blaze, I'll start with you real quick. Uh, did you did you like that? You know, Michelle came back in this episode, and what did you think of her and Clive's conversation? Like, do you think that she kind of sub- summed up Clive's character? Yeah, so I I thought this was a very uh, suitable and just, like, solid, um, to me, kind of conclusion to their their awkwardness and just their story as a whole. Um, It was quick and, like, not too wild of an assumption or kind of, like, I think too, you know, not developed enough. But uh, it just, I don't know, it presented it in a good way and I thought just summed up kind of she still thinks so highly of Clive and confirms you know I mean for right now at least that he's not the father and it's just like that he can relax you know and to know he's a good man so I just thought it was solid and did a good job for uh, what it was delivered to us for definitely and I think it did a really nice job of a theme that I've that I think we've all seen run throughout iZombie, which is this idea of choosing your family. Mm-hmm. Like, Michelle doesn't know if Clive's the biological father, but she knows that her baby would would have a good type of father with Clive, that he is that father-type figure that she wants for her mm-hmm. child. Um, Sean, did you like that it kind of played on those themes that we've seen? Like, Because in a lot of ways, you know, with Liv, Ravi, Clive, and, and um, Major, we've kind of, we have this kind of makeshift family her own blood you know her own biological family in this episode that she she really doesn't have a connection to them anymore it's it's been her friends do you like that the clive and michelle storyline kind of mirrored those those themes and ideas um yeah i mean i definitely did like where it went with michelle and clive um as Blaze said, it it kind of would be better. Like, she sees that he could be a good dad, regardless of if he really is or not. Uh, because of just the type of person he is. And it's, it's an interesting comparison to this whole family's not, like, family goes deeper than blood kind of attitude that this show has been kind of pushing forward uh, since gosh, forever ago it Mm -hmm. feels like Um, so I do like that it's going that way as someone who kind of sees his close-knit group of friends as a sort of family of sorts yeah, definitely. And I think what's also nice, too, is if we think back to... I, I can't remember the the kid's name, forgive me, because he was such a big part of season three. It goes back to Clive being that father figure for him in the apartment. Yeah. You guys remember? Yeah, I, it kills me that I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, uh, but, like, that he, you know, he's always really been that type of guy. And now, even if he has... To, you know, he has the opportunity, I think, to be there, obviously, for his his Ambasio's kid. But I, I can see him being there for Michelle's kid. Even, you know, even again, if the likelihood that he's the biological father isn't high. He's he's that type of presence that she wants around. And, um, you know, I just think that 
the fact I just loved how she summed up Clive's character. You know that he's the guy who cares. You know he's the guy who shows up even if he's married to someone else, even if it's not his kid. Like he's the guy who always is the one who cares, and I just think that's. Uh, just a really nice, succinct, and, and really beautiful way to sum up who Clive's been in the show. You know, even when think back to when Liv told Clive about being a zombie and how he could have rejected her, and he didn't remember he even sacrificed his relationship with Basio for her. Um, he's just he's always the, he's always the guy willing to put other people other people's needs before his own. Um, and I just it was nice to see him getting that recognition from Michelle. And like, as Blaze said, too, I think to kind of push through that awkwardness. And I am curious to see if this will be the last we'll see of her or if we'll get this kind of, you know, maybe Clive's running back and forth from two different pregnancies or two different births later in the season, something like that. But um, could be interesting for sure. Uh, But uh, while and lastly, I just I guess I want to say, like, while Clive and Michelle seem to be patching things up, you know, pretty well and moving past stuff. Well, two characters that are definitely not going to be patching anything up because one of them is now dead is uh, Major and Justin. Um, we just said a lot about this idea about family or about friends being family, but I mean, this was kind of the total opposite. You know, Justin, again, who's been a part of the show since season three, um, you know, is revealed to be yeah, the, screwed yeah, screwed. yeah yeah right yeah by the he's yeah well he's revealed to be a, a mole you know for uh for the 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 for lives dad and and for enzo and um it, it's a situation that really tests major and when push comes to shove though you know that's why i loved in one of that in that final scene where um you know martin says to enzo he's like that's not like the weak leader you describe major when push comes to shove he shoots and kills justin he has to um sean how do you what did you think of the storyline did you think it, it one i guess what do you think it does for major's character and two did you like this twist of justin being the mole given that we really haven't had much time to spend with him this season did, did it feel kind of out of the blue did you think it I think it made sense because it had to be someone significant it definitely needed to be someone significant. I'm just upset that it had to be Justin. Because it, it kind of now is, oh, another of Liv's boyfriends, even if he's not even a boyfriend anymore, is dead. Like, there's another notch in that little trope right there for this show. Major literally being the only one left on that list of boyfriends. Um, It was great seeing Major actually step up to the plate as the leader because I I always knew he would. When push comes to shove, he would step up and be like... He would take charge. And in that moment, he did. He realized even... Even freezing Justin wouldn't work. He needed to be dealt with immediately. Mm-hmm. And 
he didn't even bat an eye. He knew what he needed to do to save his butt and save his team. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just upset that it's him. That's it. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm happy Major didn't waste time. Like, screw Justin. This is another, this twist also felt like a little, um, surprising to me. Just because I feel like what we've experienced of Justin's character up to this point, like, we've known him to be a good guy. Um, now it doesn't shock me for him to be, uh, you know, one of these, like, anti-human people, um, who sees it so black and white, but, um, yeah, I mean, for how they presented it, and choosing to go that way, I'm glad that it was just, like, a test, it was used as a quick, immediate test for Major, and just, like, shows us, you know, again, when the job needs to be done, like you guys are saying, when the job needs to be done, or, you know, whatever cause he is fighting for is truly on the line, like, Major doesn't play around, and, like, he is a good leader because of that, something like that. Hello? I'm here. <laughs> Yo, can you hear me? Yeah. I I can hear you perfectly fine. Okay. It was Chris. Yeah, okay. I, I was like... He was having all sorts of audio issues. Yeah. Too, I kept hearing echoes and... I think he was trying to fix that and probably like... Yeah, let's add him back. Yeah. What? <sighs> There were at, like, some points where when he was, like, asking me questions where he, I know, he would just, it would like, sound completely like we... <laughs> dip out. Yeah, I heard that, too. And it's one of those where, like, like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, shit, is it me or is it, like, the other person? No, it was, the echo's definitely coming from Chris's yeah, mic. Yeah, no, I, I could tell because you were muted and I know it's not mine. And I could just, like, I could hear myself, so. Yeah. You back... Yo, what's up? What yeah. Up, G? Yep, Skype froze on me. Don't know why. Whatever. Always having computer We're back issues. Back now, baby. Uh, all right. So sorry. You were saying about Justin. Did you finish your thought or? I'll I'll, I'll finish it right now. Just okay. uh, just again. So I thought that the Justin thing it was surprising, but I liked that it was basically just an immediate test for major. Like, I think that on one hand, I've always liked Justin and I feel like, again, it's kind of like we've never seen him be kind of have that mentality, but it's not kind of a stretch to me for him to, for anybody to have been converted or feeling that way as a zombie. Um, so, but I like that they just kind of didn't waste any time on it. And they showed that major, like this is what the types of things that make him a good leader is like, you know, He's a nice guy and he wants, he chooses kind of to do the right thing, which, you know, in times of war can be seen as kind of weaker or just like a lame mentality if people are more aggressive and Major just knows when to cross that line. And this was a perfect example and 
boom, done with. Yeah, that major only only crosses that line when he really has to. Yes. yes. Yeah. And it's again, and like the I... other thing is like he made 110% sure that it was Justin before even doing anything. Like he just played it cool, played it smart. And he did what had to be done. Yeah, and I think that's the difference, right, between someone like Major and someone like Enzo or someone like Justin, these radicals, is that Major makes the tough choice when he has no other choice to make. Yeah. But whereas they're, they they want him to make the the violent choice, the ra- you know this radical choice, no matter what, even mm-hmm. though he sees these alternatives. Yeah. Um. No, I think that's a really good breakdown. I, I do agree, though, that, like, I don't know, Justin, I feel like I needed some more time between the two of them. Yeah, because, again, we've only known him as, like, this loyal, good guy. Yeah. So it was, Which, like, it was kind of like, oh, really? Like, that sucks. I like Justin. Like, he was always, I thought, you know, had Major's back and stuff. And it's, like, it's more of, like, a bummer to me. <laughs> Just because yeah. I liked the relationships that he had on the show. Um, but... You know, again, they didn't really waste our time doing anything more with it, so I'm cool. Yeah, I wish they had led up to it more. Maybe it would have made it less, you know, I guess, quote unquote. Sure. I don't know. It also, I also feel like it would have felt a little more earned. But, um, yeah, I'm just, I am glad though that Major's kind of now announced himself to this this radical group that he can be the guy that, that that makes the hard choice that he's not someone to be messed with. Um, and that now they're kind of like in that last scene, it seems like they're taking him as a real threat. Yeah. Major Uh, basically like Mike dropped this episode. Very true. And I I do, I am curious to see what kind of toll it takes on him. And I do think that, you know, as we've already kind of mentioned before, I do think the, this kind of outlet of, having the having the kids at renegades it's gonna it's gonna really be helpful to him yeah so that's what the one other thing i was gonna say is like i feel like he's doing pretty well with it because yeah like you said it's like when it needs to be done when it's the right reason like major role you know take care of when he needs to but then like there's always a reason for it like you said you know he that ending scene um that nice little shazam scene with Levin Major breaks my heart because I want I love those two, but uh, but yeah, you know, they're just doing what needs to be done for like the greater good of their species, essentially. And I don't think that you know Major has. I don't think it's. I think he knows what he's doing is right. So there's no uh. You know, no problem in his mind. But we'll see what happens. I did wonder in that scene too if, yeah, I I wondered too that though in that that scene. I'm glad you brought up that the the kind of Shazam scene as you described it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did wonder because Liv's talking about like you know about family and everything, and then the way she's looking at Major. I did wonder if they were going to go the Major Liv route again there. Of them being trying to get them together, or if that's a hint that something they're gonna try to do in these last couple Major, of years. I want you to meet my father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and when, and we know he's looking for this guy because of the fact that he's taking guys out of the ice box, you know. Yeah. There's that, there's that opening assault on 
Fillmore Graves soldiers. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I feel like now though, now with this being introduced as Liv's dad, I feel like more than before even, I think Liv's the one who 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 bites it by the end of this season. I feel like she's she's gotta sacrifice herself and she's gonna feel like it's it's her duty too because it's her family, even though I don't know. I feel like she's gonna do the self sacrifice Oliver Queen. <laughs> yeah, I could see it. Yeah, me too. But uh but yeah, I mean as far as uh things that I wanted to talk about, that's pretty much all I had in my notes. Is there anything else that and uh you know, either of you guys had to touch on. I mean, we didn't have any Blaine or Donnie in this episode. Uh, we had Peyton very briefly on TV. She's still kind of, you know, she's fighting the good fight for the zombies of, of New Seattle. Um, anything else that, you know, that Blaze or, or Sean, neither one of you guys wanted to chat, chat about? Did you want to talk about the case at all? Um, which I actually thought was pretty compelling with the fact that you know, it's a zombie that's kind of still in the closet and that he felt so threatened uh, by his parents that he went, you know, and by the chef that he, that he was, you know, resorted to killing her. I thought the case was interesting. Um, just the cases don't really seem to kind of be that much tied into the overall plot of the show anymore. And I start to kind of only remember the bits and pieces of it that may or may not pertain to the actual overall narrative of where the show's going. So, I mean, it, it was interesting. Some of the concepts that were at play with how she was murdered and how and the visions pertaining to the uh, the the quote unquote mystery uh, were decent enough it's just it's becoming less and less of a case of the week sort of show when we're dealing with this overarching narrative so it's mo- more often than not kind of gets lost in the the details. So yeah, yeah. I think um, I agree with you for the most part. I actually think it was a shame. I thought it was a pretty interesting case of the week story. But yeah, at this point, it's kind of I feel like they're put a little more into the background just because of like where we are with things and where the priorities need to go. So, uh, I thought it was unique, but it didn't like really grip me, I guess. Um, and I wish that it was something from an earlier season. Maybe I could have had some more time spent on the case of the week story and like the backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, and and I thought thematically it, you know, again, with this idea of family not accepting you, it, it played really well with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it tied into Liv's story really well in that respect. And I did like that it gave us the, the title card of the at the very beginning of uh, of That's a Wrap, 
with uh, the chef being saran wrapped. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm always, fun. I'm always a fan of those. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just think that overall, I think it was one of the stronger stories, of this, uh, stronger cases of the season for sure, personally for me. But, uh, but yeah, episode seven. Can't believe it. We got only got six left, you guys. It's crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, be over yet. I know. I know. It's nuts. Me either. I'm gonna miss this show. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess all that is left is as usual. We're gonna tell you guys where you can find us on the internet. Um, Sean, why don't you start? Uh, well, if you haven't looked in the show notes by now, uh, it's there. Uh, at Snarky Sean on Twitter, uh, you'll find the rest of my stuff there, including if I actually do anything else. Because right now, this has been the only thing I've been doing for a while. Uh, but yeah, that's me. And Blaze, check me out at Blaze Hopkins on Twitter. Um, yeah, just kind of you know talking about daily life on there, promoting the show, and then uh, you can check out. The Future Watchmen Podcast. You're locked in here with us. Um, check that out at Locked In Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we're going to hopefully get some stuff out within the month. We have sort of a, a plan ready to go. And uh, our preseason episodes will be rolling out soon. Awesome. And then, yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at CKinger13. You'll see everything I'm doing there and uh mainly just reviews every once in a while i've fallen behind a lot and then just random thoughts about movies and the phillies and stuff like that um and yeah you know be sure to follow uh like as blaze said the the watchman podcast we're doing um i'm also got an upcoming episode uh of a podcast with my good friend nick hogan nick's infinite playlist i'm on there talking to my zombie arrow the hundred and uh, our favorite movie so far this year so if you like my i zombie thoughts on this podcast definitely give that a listen i'll tweet it out when it's live um and then you guys can follow i zombie radio at i zombie radio on twitter um i'll be honest don't really do much with the facebook page anymore wasn't really getting a lot of love there so we still try to post some stuff on twitter when we can and um yeah and as always just subscribe to us uh on itunes Stitcher, whichever is your podcast listening device of choice. Not iTunes, Apple Podcasts, but you know what I meant. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's still it's late in the game, but if you want to give us a, a rating or a review, we'd we'd love to hear it. And we just love for you guys to you know reach out to us on Twitter, what your thoughts on the season have been, how you're enjoying the episodes. We appreciate any listener feedback that we can get. Um, and uh, yeah, and that will do it for this week, guys. Uh, take care and we will see you next time. Bye.